Hey, Risso here, George Mason University. This is the last episode out of a series of 12 talking about Mawson and Ashworth's spectrum of teaching styles. Um, thanks for keeping up with us on this venture. In episode 254, I provided an overview of the spectrum. Um, let's list the episodes that we've gone through before, the different styles. So we've gone over command style, practice style, the reciprocal style, the self-check style, the inclusion style, the guided discovery style, the convergent discovery style, the divergent discovery style, the learner-designed individual program style, and the learner-initiated style. You can find all of the episodes below this on your podcast feed. So today, I will explain the self-teaching style. This style is not found in formal educational settings. This means that the self-teaching style does not exist in schools since it doesn't have a, a classroom teacher. So as the name implies, the self-teaching style has the learner individually implementing their own learning experience and being their own teacher. The logic behind the spectrum is that it's possible for a person to make all the decisions in their own learning experience. The self-teaching style can be seen as the style where the learner is free and able to engage in a learning experience independent of others. Physical education has a goal to motivate people to be physically active. The self-teaching style can provide autonomous learning experiences, which have individuals seeking to learn and practice physical activities privately and with intrinsic motivation. So let's think of an example. Say that in school, a student started to wrestle. They, uh, the student became a wrestler in college and after completing his degree, he coached and kept wrestling and then eventually had two back surgeries and decided, hey, Risto, uh, maybe you should try something else. And so eventually this guy named Risto stopped wrestling because he didn't want to have a third back surgery. And then he decides to search for a new physical activity that he can practice on his own time and have as a hobby that is less painful and better for his long-term health. So he decides to start swimming. So I already know how to swim, but I want to do it for recreation and fitness purposes, right? So the idea of the spectrum is that the learner that has experienced the other teaching styles has developed the knowledge of how I best learn. So the learner, me, feels confident to develop his own project and go through with it. So I start by researching everything I can about swimming. I read a newspaper article in the New York Times about how to train swimming, uh, train for swimming. I watch YouTube videos on how to turn in the pool at the end of the lap. I look at videos and I look at my instructional textbooks about how to breathe during the different strokes. And uh, in my plans, I think about how I will gain proficiency and add this hobby to my daily life. Okay, so currently I'm in the preparation phase of this. If we're looking at the trans theoretical model or the stages of change, I actually have the community flyer still on my fridge with the pricing to join the swimming pool, but I have not paid them yet. Okay, I digress. The defining characteristic of the self-teaching style is the passion, motivation, and tenacity that a person has to accept the decision-making roles as a learner and as a teacher. This means selecting the content to be learned. In our example, this is swimming. So then developing the rationale and the process of identifying the objectives aimed to being achieved, 
in our example, to develop proficiency in swimming. So to succeed using the self-teaching style, the learner needs to have curiosity, wonder, tenacity, motivation, and self-knowledge related to how they learn best. And I think what I'm missing myself is the tenacity and motivation to do something that I find very boring. And I'm so sorry for people who love swimming, but the idea of going to the pool every day um, after the other types of sports I've been into just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. But the person engaging in the cell can be anyone. This could be a student, a young person, an older person, an amateur, a professional who decides to learn or create something new by themselves. The anatomy of the self-teaching style has the learner making all the decisions. The learner initiates the learning experience. He or she is a student and the teacher. So the learning experience in this style is guided by individual motivation, interest, and curiosity. This style normally happens in the privacy of an individual's mind and experience. What this means is that there's no need for an audience or another person uh, for that learning to happen. External feedback only occurs when the learner desires and seeks the opinion of others that leads to a shift from the self-teaching to another decision relationship. So because of the privacy of the self-teaching cell, one major implication is that the individual may not be able to adapt the knowledge developed to their social life. So both the subject matter and behavior objectives of the self-teaching cell are defined and motivated by the individual engaging in that learning experience. Other examples that demonstrate this style of teaching are when an individuals pursue a hobby, develop curiosity and fascination to learn about something, or when a researcher constantly seeks to understand the un unknown. So for individuals to engage in learning experience using the self-teaching style, they should be bold to push back on boundaries and tenacious to overcome some ob obstacles. So as mentioned before, the self-teaching style is when an individual is free and autonomous in their learning experience. However, it's important to note that this style is not the goal of all the other styles, nor the ultimate objective of human development. This style only represents a portion of the human experience that should not stand alone. So remember, no style is better than the other, and all of the styles in the spectrum contribute to human development. Not everything that is produced by learning experience using the self-teaching style is beautiful and contributes to society. I mean, this can also produce chaos, destruction, and violence. Or conversely, going back to my example, I could decide to take a community class for adults learning to train and swimming for recreational fitness purposes. This may get me to the pool quicker. I could learn much quicker and be motivated by the other people in my class who are also adults looking to do the same thing. And I don't need to go online and search for all the information and to do it myself. And that's why there are teachers, right? Um, so the final message here is that the spectrum of teaching styles is devoid of value. This means no style is good or bad. The unified theory of teaching must consider the relationship and integration of all the styles of teaching. Only through this interaction will the spectrum serve as a cornerstone for an expanded pedagogy that involves different visions of human development. So 
thank you for engaging with me uh, throughout this project. I hope it was useful and enjoyable. Once again, I encourage you to download the book. There's so much more information. We're just highlighting these in these podcasts and blogs. Uh, there's also a website that has a ton of information. Um, you're going to find the resources and more detail regarding the spectrum that can help you use these teaching styles in your classroom. And finally, big thank you to Alba Rodriguez for her help in producing these podcasts and uploading the blogs on the HPU website um, into the Spectrum Institute for the free materials that they provide to everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. We're back to our regular style of podcasts uh, next week.